It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, what's going on? Josh here from the Better Faster Podcast. Today you just have me and we're talking about conditioning in the clinic. And so if you know me or you've listened to our podcast for a while, you know conditioning and energy system training and that kind of thing is something that I really enjoy digging into digging into and, and diving into the weeds with because I think it is is something that a lot of times we just haphazardly throw stuff in, in there and expect it to improve our, our fitness, our conditioning in some way. When I think just like uh, a resistance training that we would have a plan and periodize our energy system work, our conditioning can also have a plan and be periodized and progress. And you can build on different things like that. And so uh, when I talk with physical therapists about conditioning in the clinic, uh, that can be a, a unique conversation. A lot of people will say, oh, I don't have time necessarily, or, uh, you know, how do I justify including it? Um, and for me, um, I'm a big believer that it's it's so important in a lot of cases that I've got to find a way to feasibly feasibly include it. And so uh, there are a few different strategies that I usually take with this. And so these are some slides that um, are directly out of our course that Kyle and I teach. Um, uh, the strength conditioning in the clinic course about to announce another uh, date or, or two for that one too that's coming up this summer. Um, it's also included some of these same slides in uh, our CSM presentation that we actually will give uh, this upcoming weekend. Brandon, Jim, Reed, and I um, can basically, you know, part of Team Vertex will be in Denver at CSM presenting on Saturday at 1 p.m. If you're or 11 p.m. I think or 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I think if you're around at CSM this weekend, but. Um, I want to talk about how to initially start this, right? Because you may not have a ton of time with your patient, or you may be worried I've got so many different things I need to do. So the first way that I will go about incorporating some conditioning into the clinic is, is simply setting a clock and then using the meaningful pieces that I would be using with the patient anyway, and incorporating them in some type of uh, circuit type fashion and keeping the intensity pretty low but consistent throughout. So think about your long, slow distance aerobic work that you see uh, people consistently doing to build up their aerobic base. Oftentimes it's a bike, it's a row, it's a run, it's something like that, where they're doing it for, for 20, 30, you know, even longer uh, minutes. They're putting in their miles on the road or whatever it might be uh, as they're trying to build that aerobic base. And I think that we can do that in the clinic. And maybe it's not putting the person on a bike for half an hour as part of their session. But I think you can use those meaningful exercises that you already think are going to be important for the patient. If you structure 
them in a way that allows them to flow through it and keeps the intensity, uh, you know, to a point where it, it's not so intense that they're having to, uh, you know, they're, they're, unable to use the loading that you would want them to use, they're having to take significant rest breaks, uh, you can still get that aerobic benefit of steady state uh, conditioning work and still hit those same meaningful exercise. For example, uh, imagine you have uh, 20 to 30 minutes with the patient, so you set that clock and you have them cycle through something like a, a strict press or a pushing variation, a carry, a, a row or rowing variation, and then maybe they're dragging a sled or they hop on their bike, and you have them cycle through that to where each round of those things takes a few minutes, takes a couple minutes, and, and they're going through round after round for a set period of time. Or you can do the same thing and set a certain number of rounds of these different exercises that you think are important to them and then and structure it in a way where they finish it uh, in the time domain that you're looking for uh, at the intensity that you're looking for. Um, so, and, and for me, if, I, if I've underdosed that, I think they can do more. Maybe I add a round or maybe I have them finish with a little extra work on one of those cyclical pieces like a bike or a rower or something like that. And if I've, over, if I've overdone it a little bit and they're, they're not going to finish enough rounds, for it. That's okay. I just, I, I set a, a time cap and I, and I cut them short and say, you know what? We worked for the time that I wanted to get in today. And so I think we really got a lot out of that. Uh, so I think it's a great way to still get those same exercise you would be doing. So rather than doing your, your single arm strict press that you would be doing, you do your three sets of 10 each arm that everybody just arbitrarily throws 10 reps out there, three sets of 10 each arm with rest in between, when a lot of times we're not even looking at the rest, we kind of let the patient dictate the rest sometimes. Uh, but a lot of times it's it's you know just whenever you look back over and they haven't moved, and so you tell them uh, you know hey go ahead and do the other arm, and you go back and through or, or go ahead and get set number two, uh, and, and it takes a lot longer, and they're they're already not really stressing themselves enough from a loading perspective. That's a whole nother uh, conversation. Uh, but again, you could be incorporating this in a way that allows you to also get a conditioning benefit. So uh, I often will put uh, some of those movements that I'm already going to do. So say it's somebody that I'm working with them, you know, this example seems to be more of a shoulder where we have, uh, you know, maybe an upper body pushing, an upper body pulling, a carry, uh, and, and something on the bike um, to, to get their heart rate up. I can cycle through that um, in a fashion and an intensity allows me to get those aerobic benefits and still get in those same exercises that I wanted to get at roughly the same loading I would want to get because of the way it's structured. So that's how I might start steady state, consistent uh, aerobic piece where I'm getting in those meaningful exercises towards what I'm doing with the patient. Now, if you want to take kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, a lot of times what I'll do, if I really want to get somebody's heart rate up and, and if I'm short on time or something like that, uh, often I'll go to interval work. Um, interval work, say on a bike, uh, is the easiest way to do it. We use um, air bikes or flywheel bikes. Uh, we have assault bikes and the air dines, whatever kind of bike you want to use. Uh, I don't use a recumbent bike uh, all that much in this instance, but you can use a recumbent bike too. Uh, but I'll have a 30-30 interval. Uh, 30 seconds where they're going at a higher pace and 30 seconds where they're going at a really easy pace. So I can kind of oscillate between the higher intensity and then more of that recovery piece in between. And so I'll, uh, depending on the person, will be depending on how I'll prescribe or how I'll, I'll, I'll instruct them to do it. So I might use percentage. I'll say, hey, I want 80% effort, or 8 out of 10 RPE. Or in the next one, I want 50% effort. I want you to come back down. Or I might just simply say, hey, I want you to go a little faster on the first 30 seconds. And I want you to go a little easier in the second 30 seconds. And, and it allows somebody to also start uh, understanding their own gears and be able to start to, to, to understand their own body and their capabilities, right? Uh, and it's a great way to get that heart rate up in a very short period of time. You don't need to have a ton of these to get that heart rate up too. Uh, and I think getting a heart rate up is so important. So uh, for me, I'll do a lot of 30-30 uh, type intervals, you know, maybe 
maybe 10 sets finish the last 10 minutes and get, you know, get their heart rate up over those last 10 minutes. Um, I think that that's a wonderful way to begin introducing some intensity into the clinic too. Um, oftentimes I'll do stuff like this as well um, with individuals who maybe they're a lot of times they're runners or maybe they they play a sport where uh, they, they need to be on their feet and be able to run and, and they're unable to for whatever reason, maybe we're dealing with a lower extremity issue, um, but they can tolerate a bike. Well, I don't want them to lose their, their fitness while I'm trying to, to work on their specific ailment. I want to try to keep them as fit as I can, or maybe even improve their fitness if I can, while I'm still working on that, that, that ailment that they're there to see me for. Uh, so for, for me, if I can get them you know, getting their heart rate up through some of the more of these uh, more intense intervals, uh, then I'm going to try to do it. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time. So again, that's you know, 10, eight minutes, 10 minutes, uh, even five minutes of that 30, 30 intervals. Great. You can progress that to get up to where you're doing maybe 60 seconds on 60 seconds off, and then maybe shortening the rest a little bit where it's 60 seconds on 30 seconds off and just trying to, to again, keep that heart rate up and really push the individual uh, um, and, and get that in a very short period of time. So there's two strategies, kind of a longer, easy, steady state strategy um, and an interval strategy where you're keeping it pretty cyclical. Um, I'll even do some of those intervals, um, maybe mixed modally. So maybe I'll have them do um, you know, a, a kettlebell swing for one of them or alternating step ups for one of them or something else like that, where it's 30 seconds of one thing, 30 seconds rest, 30 seconds of one another thing, 30 seconds rest, cycling through that. Um, but uh, another thing I love, and I have to give credit where credit is due, uh, Mitch Babcock uh, and and you know, Zach Long, some some awesome clinicians uh, from ICE. Uh, you know they're more, you know big fans of ICE, and they're they're good friends of ours. Uh, they've coined rehab every minute on the minute. And so if you've done, you know, we've talked about it on here. If you've uh, ever done a, a CrossFit type uh, training program or CrossFit classes, you've probably done EMOMs uh, every minute on the minute type training. Um, and this essentially that means that you're doing uh, a piece of work at the start of each minute. And then once you finish it, you rest the remainder of the minute before starting again. And that can be the same piece of work over and over and over again, just starting at the top of every new minute, or it could be a different piece of work where you're alternating between different exercises, but again, starting at the top of each minute and resting in the remaining time. Uh, so Mitch coined this rehab every minute on the minute. So remom, um, which is uh, again, an awesome way to get in a ton of good volume in a short period of time. And also you can adjust these and structure these to build up some heart rates, uh, you know, to get somebody's heart rate up too. Uh, so example, say we're still using the same push, pull, um, carry. You could structure that where you're doing the push on minute one, the pull on minute two, the carry on minute three, and structure the volume and the loading to where you're getting the stimulus that you desire. Or if you're trying to make it more of a conditioning piece, maybe you have that farmer's walk having them go, or that carry, have them go for, for 40 seconds because you want that 40 seconds of work, 20 seconds of rest. Uh, and, you can, and then you can modulate that. Maybe you start week one where you're doing 30 seconds of work, 30 seconds of rest, and then maybe in the next week, the only thing you change is you start going for 40 or 45 seconds. So you shorten the rest a little bit. And that is a way of progressing it. The, also a great way to do this, uh, to use this is to progress the volume incrementally. So say you do three rounds of that remom to where it's nine total minutes. So three rounds of three different exercises. And then what we're describing that push, that pull and that carry. And so that's nine minutes of work. Maybe the next round, you add one more round. It's 12 minutes of work. And now you're doing the same exercise, the same volume, maybe even the same loading or more if they can progress it. But now you just do an extra set or an extra time through. It's a way to incrementally improve 
um, the, uh, the, their uh, volume and their tolerance and, and all the things that you're trying to work on. Uh, you can also use these for conditioning too. So oftentimes I'll have, like I mentioned before, I might have them bike on one minute, maybe kettlebell swing on the next minute, maybe a different carry on the, next, the minute after that to where uh, I keep their heart rate up. And then there's a small, um, part, uh, small brief period of rest. And you can progress that as well. Maybe this first week we do 10 calories on the bike on the minute when every time they go through. Maybe the next week they do 11 calories on the bike and then 12 calories on the bike. You can progress that uh, incrementally uh, based on what your, your desired outcome. But it's a great way to get a lot of work in in a very short period of time, controlling their work to rest, which is a way to, again, keep that intensity where you want it. Um, and this is how I prescribe a lot of my home exercise programs. Because if I, I can take the exact HEP I want to I use or something similar to it, do it in the clinic in, say, a nine-minute, three-round, three minutes, uh, you know, three rounds or three exercises, so nine total minutes, go through it and say, hey, this exact same thing I did right now, do you think you could repeat this at home? And I give them what they need or they're going to the gym and they can do something that they've already done in the clinic. They know exactly what to expect. They know exactly it's only going to take nine minutes. And now the compliance goes, goes up a lot more because the expectations have been laid out. Oh, I know I can do this. I know exactly how this is supposed to work. I know exactly how this is supposed to feel. I know exactly how long it's going to take. And now I know exactly what days I'm going to do it. And so I use re, um, you know, these re-mom type um, prescriptions for home exercise programs a lot. I think it's a lot more, um, it's a lot easier for the patient to be compliant and a lot easier for them to, uh, you know, to adhere to it because they understand the expectations. And oftentimes it's something where I'm doing something in the clinic and then I immediately take that, um, that what I'm doing and make that their HEP in that exact same format. So now there's no guessing game on what they were supposed to do. They have it down. And so I think remoms are an awesome uh, a training tool. And finally, um, more aerobic interval structures. You can have that same kind of idea. Say it's still that, that uh, you know, three different exercises, a push, a pull, a carry, or maybe it's a row, a kettlebell swing, and, and uh, a different carry, or a sled drag, a step up, and, uh, you know, a different carry, or whatever it might be, or uh, some kind of hinge, some kind of squat, some kind of push, whatever it is. You can have, uh, you can incorporate these things into aerobic intervals where you have them go one, two, three, all those exercises, or four exercises, or whatever you're doing, all right in a row, and then have them rest. So rather it be work, rest, work, rest for each piece, um, whether, uh, you know, whether it be one piece that you're doing over and over again, or they're cycling between exercises where they rest between each one, like we did in that EMOM format, you can have them do these aerobic intervals where they do all of the work in a row and then rest a little bit longer. And so for an example, maybe I have them row for 60 seconds, then do 12 kettlebell swings, and then do a double kettlebell front rack carry. Or maybe I have them um, bike and then do step ups and then a, a, plank variation or some kind of core variation there that I want to address. Um, and, and so they do those things and, and it takes, you know, say it takes two to three minutes for them to do. Well, I have them start a new set of that every four minutes. And again, I can set the clock or, or say it takes two minutes. I want to do two to one work to rest ratio. I want two minutes of work, one minute of rest. I can have them start a new set every three minutes. So I give them this work to do. I want you to go bam, 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 one, two, three, get it done. And then we're going to rest. And when that clock comes back to three, on the clock we're going to do it again bam 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 rest the remaining time comes back around to six now on the clock bam 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 
rest. Now back to nine on the clock and you get the picture there where you can control the work and the rest uh, and you can use those exercises um, you know, intelligently to, um, to even pre-fatigue certain things before going into uh, subsequently more difficult movements. So maybe you have them do a couple different um, you know, rowing or pulling type variations uh, to where the last one, it becomes more difficult because they just went pulling, pulling, pulling and now rest. Uh, so you're challenging it that way. You can challenge it from, again, you're challenging it now with fatigue on board. If you put something that you really want to focus on with them, their ability to perform something under fatigue, you could put that at the end of the interval. So they've got a little bit of fatigue on board when they go into it. Um, and you can also uh, you do things that uh, where you have uh, competing demands. So maybe you have a grip piece before a pulling piece. If you really feel like you need to improve that person's grip in more of that pulling pattern, you can kind of pre-fatigue it a little bit before going into that. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, creative things you can do. And so for me, a lot of times that's the way my, my uh, session in clinic might be. It might be four intervals of, you know, three to four pieces with a rest between a rest afterwards, controlling that work to rest to make it what, what I want. And usually during the rest, I have them doing something active. Usually it's just walking. I have people walking a lot. Um, and you might think the way this sounds is like these are all higher level individuals, but I would say that you are mistaken if you think you can't incorporate this with uh, pretty much everybody with your geriatric population, with your lower level population. It just might be different exercises and it might be different, um, you know, different intensities. Again, this intensity is, is relative here. Uh, it might be that, that you're doing, uh, you know, much more or much less complex uh, uh, exercise and keeping it very basic. Um, and, and it could be just your shoulder rehab that you're doing with, uh, you know, an older individual that's coming in with uh, a rotator cuff issue and you're, you're trying to just get them stronger. Um, there's nothing to say that you can't include that basic shoulder rehab that we all know how to do into a structure like this that now makes it uh, one more fun for the individual, but two, uh, you know, a heck of a lot more beneficial than them just doing, you know, a few external rotations and then resting two minutes and then doing a few more external rotations, getting in more of this interval type format or putting it in a conditioning type piece like this allows you to also build their capacity. And we have such a hard time in our country anyway, getting people to move. So if I can incorporate any extra movement, any extra breathing, any extra conditioning um, that, that is difficult relative to that individual, I feel like I'm winning there. And I'm also uh, starting to instill uh, some of these habits. I'm getting them moving. They know when they come into me that they're going to, you know, they're going to breathe, they're going to move, and they might even sweat a little bit when they come in. And, and even my, my older folks that come in, uh, you know, they, they have that expectation too. And obviously, they're, they're, there's graded exposure into that as well um, with, with, with individuals who don't have that background when they come to you. But these concepts can be applied across the lifespan to all levels of abilities. So I would encourage you to kind of play around with some of these. Um, the four options I kind of mentioned, uh, first would be uh, steady state work where you have kind of a longer time period and you're flowing between exercises, you're keeping the rest period short because you're going to exercise and they're not necessarily gonna compete demand wise. So you can keep the loading where you want it and you can have low level breathing. They probably should be able to have a conversation during that enti the entire time, but you're trying to encourage them to stay moving consistently. Um, that's number one. Number two, more interval training on like a cyclical piece. So like a bike or a rower, um, or even if you're reintroducing running with somebody where they have a work to rest ratio on one of those, uh, those type of things where they're hitting, you know, 30 on 30 off is a great way to start higher effort and then lower effort so they can get their heart rate up and then recover a little bit. That's a great way to start. Um, Remoms as my third option there, uh, shout out to Mitch and Zach, uh, and, and a way to incorporate things in a, in a fashion that really keeps you honest with your time, allows you to manipulate work to rest and volume and progress incrementally. I think Remoms are awesome 
again, if you start using that style of, of thing where they can just set a clock and get their rehab done, they know, hey, I only, it's only gonna take me nine minutes, it's only gonna take me 12 minutes uh, or six minutes. I mean, it doesn't have to be long. Um, it, it, when they have that expectation and they've seen it in clinic, they know exactly how long it's gonna take. Like, oh, that isn't too bad. Or, or oh, I know I can probably do that. You'll see your compliance go up through the roof. Uh, and then finally, more of those aerobic intervals, hitting a few different meaningful exercises to the patient in a row that can incorporate some of those cyclical modalities like a bike or a row in addition to some of those more meaningful pieces, uh, say like a hinging piece or a squatting piece or a push or a pull. Uh, and then again, carries. We love carries. You know, we've talked about carries so many times, uh, but incorporating those in a row and then having them rest after doing all of those in a row uh, to, to create the work to rest ratio that you want uh, and, and to get the, the volume in and at the loading that you're desiring, but now incorporating a little bit more of a conditioning component. Um, so there are some four options for you. I encourage you to play around with it uh, and, and see what happens. And you'll find it's a lot more fun for, for you and for them. And I think you're going to see that you're going to be able to make a real difference in people's lives, um, not just with their, you know, their chronic shoulder pain that they're there to see you for, but in, in terms of actually building their fitness and their capacity and helping them live a better life. So um, again, appreciate you all for tuning in as always. Um, if you have questions about this, reach out to me, josh at vertexpt.com. Would love to talk about it more with you. Uh, if you want to learn more about this and other things, of course, like I mentioned, uh, shameless plug, Kyle and I have our course, Strength and Conditioning in the Clinic. have a couple dates, one in Alabama and another one in South Carolina coming up here uh, this, uh, this summer. So be on the lookout for that. And if you're at CSM this weekend, please come by and see us. Uh, we'll be around all day Saturday, uh, but we present at, uh, I believe it's 11 a.m., 11 to 1, um, Brandon, Jim, myself and, and Reed, uh, who shout out to Reed for doing most of the work when it came to getting this whole thing set up. Uh, we're presenting. It's going to be so much fun. We'll also be out Friday night with the USC alumni crew. Um, so if you're around Friday night or if you're around at CSM and you just want to come say hi and get to know us or, or meet us, uh, we would appreciate We'd love to meet anybody that's out there. Uh, so again, appreciate y'all tuning in and we'll catch y'all next week. And one last thing, if you liked the episode, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a five-star review. That way we can reach more people. And if you have any questions, a topic that you want us to cover, or maybe a person that you think we should interview, hit us up on Instagram, at BetterFasterPodcast. You can also keep up with updates on our physical therapy and strength and conditioning businesses by giving us follows, at VertexPT and at VertexStrength. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a great week, and we'll be back next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.